Good evening, everyone in the room and on Zoom. To give a title to this talk tonight, it's Exaggerated Mannerisms. Um, I was sitting in my chair at home the other day and something had been going through my mind for quite a few months around this and then the words exaggerated mannerisms sort of just popped in my head to kind of describe what I think is a kind of a theme in our everyday living that we have. And um, in its most obvious forms, you watch television and every advertisement has exaggerated mannerisms in it of happiness, joy. In other words, if you buy our product, you'll be really, really happy. Uh And you see it in so much, in my opinion anyway, in so much entertainment these days that the body language, there's something about the body language of a lot of modern day popular entertainment which somehow I have an aversion to. And and I, and they're the words that come to mind for me. I'm just talking personally here, but um, people may have a different view. But um, uh, something, I have an aversion towards exaggerated mannerisms um, in entertainment. And when I think about folk music and Irish music that I love so much. And when you see Irish musicians perform, there's a lot of joy and there's a lot of animation there, but there's no exaggerated stagecraft or anything like that. And there's something heartfelt and genuine about it that comes through to me. But you see, it permeates modern life quite a lot, not just in the entertainment industry or advertising, but generally speaking, you come across people where they're they're exaggerating their smile, they're exaggerating their cheerfulness, they're exaggerating their sadness, uh, um, exaggerating their love. And and when you do that, if you get caught up in that, you're not really in touch with yourself. And if you, if I reflect on all of the the Zen teachers I've had or, uh, and, and, you know, older people, very experienced Zen practitioners that I've grown up with, they don't have exaggerated mannerisms, which is not to say they're not animated, you know, or they don't show emotion, but there seems to be something which is not hyped about them, you know, they're just kind of being themselves. And I think this is one of the outcomes of Zen practice. You, you just sit with your, you sit in this posture over and over again, and you just be present to what is and what your inner emotional experiences are and so on. And it's not as though you're trying to dampen them down. You're just being open to what they are and what, what is intuitively there that needs to come out, just comes out as it needs to come out. Not, you know, a good acting kind of way, not a hand actor, right? It just, it just arises out without any kind of exaggeration to it. And I think this is one of the things that matures with Zen practice. And the other thing to consider, if you reflect on it, when you think of old people, um, you know, who, who've lived a full life, you know, I'm getting old too, <laughs> 70s now. But I'm not that old, I'm thinking 80s, 90s, over 100, you know. But the older, the older that we get, um, I think the less exaggerated older people's mannerisms are. They can be cheerful and loving and warm and so on, 
but it seems like they haven't got time for exaggerated emotion anymore. And it seems to be, it indicates to me there's something to do with the maturing process that, that, that occurs. Now, of course, you don't want to make an ideal or a Zen ideal out of having no emotion either, you know, being kind of Zen schizoid, you know, um, where you just mute it all down. You know, it's about allowing that energy to be expressed in some kind of way. Um, but that does appear to be um, part of the process of maturing in life and um, maturing in Zen, which in some ways is the same thing. Um, you come into yourself, you just, ex- you just are open to your experience and, and you express what's there without minimising it or exaggerating in, in some kind of way. Now, when I was doing a little bit of <clears throat> research on the internet today around this, I came across an interesting research study and they used a Zen group as a control study and experiment. So people have been in the Zen group have been all been meditating for some time and they were trying to measure the the Zen group's emotional response to a stimulus compared to the the other group. And um, and the Zen group had far less of an emotional reaction to the word triggers that were put up on a screen. And when they did a measurement with the people in the Zen group, they scored very high on being just open to experience. And they scored low, which was a good, in a, this is in a good sense, they scored low on the need to achieve and the need to perform. Mm-hmm. And so when there's not that need to achieve, you know, and that not that need to perform, perform which comes with that's what's behind exaggerated mannerisms and exaggerated performance social performance responses to things um, when when you just are open to experience like that then then your responses to life um, tend to be more appropriate or clearer or more accurate and this has got a lot of um, practical application in everyday life. It's not just some airy-fairy spiritual thing because what they show through research is people who read other people's emotions accurately or as accurately as they can and who are in touch with their own emotional experiences as accurately as they can do very well in life across a whole socially, you know, um, um, career-wise and so on. So to be able to be really clear and accurate about and be in touch with your own emotional experience and read that in other people is a very basic human skill which is very important to having a not necessarily a successful life but a full and meaningful life. So it's very important to consider in Zen practice how we how we relate to our emotions and how that comes into it because if we distort them um, we're going to create suffering for ourselves and for other people in the bargain, as a matter. So, in your Zen practice, always, always sort of be in touch with what, what you're really feeling, right? Um, not what you should be feeling or ought to be feeling, but what you're really feeling right now in this moment, 
and and act from that position. Make it a practice to to act from that position.